The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. A federal appeals court rebuked the Boston U.S. attorney and threw out three convictions that were the signature political convictions of her term. In its decision, the First Circuit Court of Appeals said that federal prosecutors overstepped their bounds in using federal criminal statutes to police the hiring practices of Massachusetts state officials. Former State Probation Commissioner John O'Brien and two former deputies were convicted of racketeering for running a sham system to make it appear candidates were being hired for jobs based on merit, when in fact they were hired because powerful state lawmakers sponsored them. After the politically charged 47-day trial, Boston U.S. Attorney Carmen Ortiz said the case had exposed a pervasively dysfunctional system. The system demoralized hard-working, qualified employees, clearly preventing the department from working and operating at its optimal best. But the circuit court said that while the actions of the defendants may be distasteful and even contrary to Massachusetts laws, prosecutors failed to prove a scheme to favor politically connected job candidates was a federal crime. Our guests are former federal prosecutor Robert Mintz, the head of the White Collar and Government Investigations Practice at McCarter and English, and Jeffrey Bellin, professor at William & Mary Law School. Bob, the court agreed the defendants misran the probation department and made efforts to conceal the patronage hiring system. But prosecutors didn't prove a direct link to a benefit. Explain the court's reasoning. Sure, June. Well, as you said earlier, the court noted that the conduct that these defendants were charged with was clearly unappealing and clearly bad conduct that they misran the department. But the real question uh, for the First Circuit uh, judges was whether or not this bad conduct amounted to criminal conduct. And in this particular case, they found that the government's evidence as to the bad conduct and the gratuities that were allegedly accepted by the defendants weren't adequately linked to some official act. In this case, the 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 gratuity or the thing of substantial value were jobs, jobs that were being offered by the probation department to politicians, and those had to be tied to some specific act subsequently carried out by those politicians. And here the court throughout the case, because it found that there was not a sufficient linkage here, that they may have been acts that were subsequently taken by these politicians, but they were not clearly proven to be tied to the jobs that were given by the probation department. Jeff, how big a rebuke is this to federal prosecutors? I think it's a significant rebuke. Uh, I would I would draw a straight line between this case and the McDonald versus U.S. Supreme Court case that recently came down, where the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, I think, again rebuked federal prosecutors for reaching too far. Uh, and you can you can analogize to this case, although there are distinctions, uh, but there is a similarity in that. Uh, both in the McDonald case and here, you get the sense that the federal prosecutors were coming in to clean up a mess that the states uh, were not adequately policing themselves in the in the minds of the federal prosecutors, something that looked like corruption but that didn't seem to be uh, either taken seriously by the states or wasn't 
uh, in the Virginia case, wasn't something you could prosecute under state law. And the courts are now saying uh, increasingly that, okay, if, if the federal prosecutor is going to go into a state and try to clean up what looks like a corruption mess, they're going to be held to very high standards. Uh, and, and just as Bob described, uh, the standards are going to require something that looks very much like a stereotypical bribe and not like kind of patronage that was going on here. Bob, prosecutors alleged at trial that O'Brien's probation department received generous budget increases, boosting his political clout. Is political patronage now safe from federal prosecutions because of the McDonald decision? Well, I don't think it's necessarily safe, but I think you have to show something more than what politicians would describe as the typical type of horse trading that goes on uh, within the confines of uh, the political process. And uh, in the McDonald case, for example, the question was whether certain gifts that were given to the then governor of Virginia were given in exchange for an official act by the governor. And the Supreme Court said that merely setting up meetings for an outside businessman and giving him access to certain people within the government would, did not amount to an official act because there was no evidence that the governor had tried to influence the outcome of decisions by state officials. The, 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 the holding here is very similar in that you have a situation where the probation department is trying to curry favor with politicians by circumventing the system, clearly not following the protocols that are set up for a merit-based hiring and turning it into a complete political patronage mill, but that was not enough because the prosecutors could not show that it, that it was done in exchange for a specific act being carried out by politicians. So it, it significantly raises the bar for proving political corruption in cases where the conduct really amounts to more uh, patronage and bad government as opposed to criminal conduct. Jeff, we only have about 30 seconds. Do, do you think this is going to give prosecutors as much pause as it appears you and Bob think they should have? Well, I would say that this, this case was pushing the boundaries uh, as it was. And then when the McDonald case came down, uh, that, that was kind of the, the death knell for this one. So, I, you know, I think that there are, are cases where either the, the defendants are not as sophisticated or they're, they're a little more sloppy than they were here. Uh, and then there'll be other cases that are just more egregious. And I think the federal prosecutors can still go after those cases. But but as Bob says, and as this case suggests, a, a little bit of sophistication in, in hiding the quid pro quo uh, is going to get you uh, further than it ever did in terms of defending against federal per, uh, federal public corruption charges. We're talking about a case in Boston in which the First Circuit Court of Appeals reversed the convictions of three former members of the probation department, saying that the federal prosecutor had not proven a federal crime and is certainly based on public corruption and the idea that was expressed by the Supreme Court in the former Virginia Governor Bob McDonald's case. We've been talking with former federal... The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.